Ni mewn passengers for Llamath Pwllt Gwyngith, go Gerrit, Llwyn Trobit, Llantysheilio, go, go, go. Anybody? And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy Too Short Shepherd, and this is... I'm Mitchell Manley, the person with a really long nickname that I'm thinking up right now <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> That's like a really good nickname. Right. I wanted it to be nice and long, uh-huh. and I wanted to have a nickname, and I wanted to think of it on the spot. Okay. And I think it... I think I hit all three. You, you got that just all poster, together. Yeah. yeah. You actually, <laughs> you came up with this week's theme, which yeah. is fabulous. It's the long pretentious names. Yeah. I just thought that was a, I've always been like super fascinated by the ballsiness of having this really long, crazy name. Uh, you know, I remember whenever I worked at Hot Topic, I bring that up quite a bit. Those were some <laughs> glory days. Uh, I remember putting in this band called And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead. Have you ever listened to them? I be- Well, I've been in Hot Topic. Right, sure. So I'm pretty sure I have. They're actually a really good band. Uh, you know, why we were playing them in, uh, alongside a lot of those crappy metalcore bands is beyond me. But <laughs> we did have it laying around. It, they're a really good band, actually. So. Was it on vinyl or CD? It was a CD. Okay. I, I think I remember something about there being like a changer involved at that store, right? Was there a Oh, yeah, changer? yeah. We had, the, we had CDs for a long time. And then um, while I was still working there, we got a play network where it was, you know, digital and uh, you could only play whatever they had preloaded in there. And we were supposed to keep it on random, although whenever the managers weren't around, we just... Uh, Come on, some of those managers were not going to be too upset, were they? I mean, it's just that their jobs were on the line and if a district manager came in, you know. God, who knew Hot Topic was so uptight? Yeah, it was one of the most corporate places I ever worked, actually. Wasn't it owned by like Banana Republic? That would make sense to me. I'm sure it's some yeah. super preppy company. You it know. seems like it. They're like, we know how to get the kids with the black eyeliner in here. Yeah. Uh, another funny example, and I actually wanted, I wasn't sure if I wananted to read this, but I do want to read the, <laughs> the Fiona Apple uh, yeah, I'm not, album. I'm not reading Okay, it. <laughs> it's called, there's a Fiona Apple album with a really long title, and her newer one also has an insanely long title, but this one is called, When the Pawn Hits the Conflict, when the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows, he throws the blows. When he never mind, let's <laughs> edit that out. Oh, no. Holy crap! There's so much. No way I can say that into no, a microphone. Let me see if I can say this. When the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows. When he goes to the fight, and he'll win the whole thing. For he enters the ring. There's no body in batter to batter when your mind is your might so when you go solo you hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights and if you know where you stand (laughs) then you know where to land and if you fall it won't matter because you'll know that you're right our audience is clapping (laughs) for you right now i can't believe you made it through that that was a mess wow that was it was a terrible idea for me to try to say it and (laughs) i I can't believe you made it through good job i missed one word but that's all right and you know what that that sentence makes no sense. Also, <laughs> she could have just called it, um, what, what uh, oh my gosh. When There's, the pawn hits the conflict. It, well, I mean, it could have been a million. Or remember that depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you, you know, <laughs> know where, where to, to land. land. That seems long enough. Yeah, that's plenty long. But uh, Fiona Apple, man. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I appreciate Fiona that, Apple for doing that. Yeah. I, I and the record's really good. I was like, I listened to a ton of that. It was really, 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 really good. I, it was a walking track for when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, I know that you did not bring Fiona Apple. I did not. 
Who did you bring? I brought Adam and his package, and the song is called I Am Downright Amazed at What I Can Destroy with Just a Hammer. Me and Janet Bryant bought a pretty little home. It was cheaper, and we split it, and we're fixing it up. So Mr. Sokol does everything. Rewires, fixes, cracks. I can only break walls, move stuff, and get snacks. And I am downright amazed at what I can destroy with just a hammer. And I am downright amazed at what I can destroy with just a hammer. So yeah, Adam and his package, uh, a band from my teen years. Uh, Adam, it was basically a solo act, a guy named Adam Gorin, and the package was his huge array of synthesizers and guitars not and samplers. His, not his junk? It's not his junk. Because it Although that's like definitely the implication, <laughs> okay. for sure. Uh, he was signed to a bunch of like punk labels. I think for the most part, he was on like Hopeless Records, which signed a bunch of like, you know, really cool punk bands and ska bands and stuff. Um this song is really great and has a really great long name, but the one I wanted to upload is called If You Own the Washington Redskins, You're a Cock. Yeah. And it's basically him railing, long before it became a, a big media thing, you know, in recent years, him railing against sports team names mm-hmm. that are, like, very racist yeah. and, like, you know, making caricatures of human beings. Like so. the Cl- Cleveland uh, baseball team? Yeah, exactly. I love how a lot of the CNN and stuff are like the Washington NFL team. Right, exactly. That's a good way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I just thought that that was uh, one that might have a little bit more impact as a song itself. But I mean, Adam and his package is always a funny, humorous band. And so this is a good example of that. You know, it's him and his friends got a house (laughs) and he wasn't much help getting it uh, all fixed up, but he would just hit stuff with a hammer and make the snacks. And and then like hit through walls. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like... It reminds me of how many times I've accidentally destroyed something with a hammer. Yeah, things can happen. You got to be really careful with a hammer. What happens is I'll come up with an idea and want it done really quick. And I don't want to leave a mark on whatever I'm hitting. Like I'm trying to put two things together and I'll I'll just grab a book and I'll hit the book. And then I'm like, ooh, it does a lot of damage to a book as well. Yeah, for sure. And so I'll be like, ugh. So I'm, now I just have a, a like a plastic covered book I use specifically Ooh, for that's it. Smart, yeah, crafty. Yeah, it's a dictionary. It's very handy. Mm-hmm. I, it was just a joyful song for me. It was a very beautiful little song. Yeah, I think everybody should go listen to Adam and his package. And he, um, I know some of our fans like Mountain Goats. Uh, Craig mentioned Mountain Goats mm-hmm. on last week's episode. Um, Adam and his package has an album called Redefining Music, where he does two. Uh, Mountain Goats covers. He does Going to Georgia and a song called Seed Song. Oh. And despite like the silliness of, of the way his music kind of sounds aesthetically, those are brilliant covers. And yeah. you should definitely check those out. If you're into Mountain Goats, go listen to his covers of those songs. I know that the band, especially since the podcast started, has like floated past my attention before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this seems like a really... A good band to pop like your music into your car. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Or, you know, Adam. I know it's not really band. It's Adam and the package right, yeah. stuff, I guess. Right. But, yeah, it seems like a like, good road trippy song. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you bring? I brought 
The world, uh, the band is called The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die and their song, Marine Tigers. a dense song <laughs> with a lot of mix of textures and dynamics and tempos and it kind of plays around with it and it's actually a rather long song for me to bring because I'm generally not like a longer song like three minutes is good mm-hmm. I like three minutes but this one's a little bit longer um it has a few like I don't know if it's meant to be kind of a political or socio-political oh, yeah it definitely is. um it Tackles greed and immigration, and um, their name is incredibly long. It is. <laughs> uh, I've seen them listed on a bunch of flyers and stuff, and like I think they even tweeted something about uh, one of the festivals they were on last year. They took up the entire line on like one of those festival <laughs> lineup flyers. It was very funny. Um, I'm actually kind of mad that you stole this one because this was totally going to be my pick. Really? Not this song, but I was going to pick this band. I had no idea. Uh, that's we quite all right. Yeah. We honestly don't really communicate that much yeah. until we show up. But yeah, uh, The World's a Beautiful Place is one of my favorite bands. Uh, I would love to see them live, but I've not gotten to. Uh, and they're actually the inspiration for this week's theme. Really? I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about them whenever I... Whenever I sent you the idea for that this. That is so fabulous. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. And Will King uh, also posted this song, too, as well in our thread. So. Oh, he did? Yeah, and I, I was, was a, like... That was a lot of thread. Yeah, that was... Our <laughs> threads are getting fantastic. Yeah. I love it. There's... Yeah, gotta check out this thread, because I, I think it might have the most song selections I've ever seen. Yeah, there was um, a bunch of really good selections uh, this Great week. Selections. Like, uh, I wish that we could uh, get to all of them, but... Yes. Uh, yeah, I love The World's a Beautiful Place. They're like a nine-piece band at this point. Just like members kind of come and go with a core piece of like three or four people. They're a lot more pleasant to listen to than Slipknot, though. Uh, they're definitely that. <laughs> and uh, they've got like male and female vocals. They've got strings and keyboard players and horns. At one point, they had two drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really diverse band. And it's hard. Like, they're an emo band, technically. But it's definitely old-style emo where it's just like emotional the more thoughtful type of yeah and very they share a lot of uh like post-rock influences and sensibilities like bands like explosions in the sky and godspeed you black emperor that was actually one of the bands i was thinking (laughs) i was like but it's not really that long right yeah although they have godspeed uh, has a album called lift your skinny fists like antenna to heaven which I think would have qualified pretty well. Yes. I think that we've actually had a few songs from that one, that album. Before. It's a brilliant. It's one of my it's favorite very records. Good, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely glad that this band made the list because they were totally the inspiration. I hate that <laughs> you and Will King both tried to steal it out from under me. You made the show sheet this week. I, I did. You're right. And I, I took a long time putting mine on here. But uh, I was like, I put mine on three hours ago. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't decide if I was definitely going to go with it. But I remember even saying something to Will. I was like, you're not going to make the show this week because I'm totally picking this band. <laughs> so sorry. But I still got the Adam and his package in, which is good. Oh. So. It's a good song. So but yeah, good. this uh, this band has a bunch of like you were you were sort of unsure if it was supposed to be political. Like they're a very political band. Okay. Uh, and they they have a lot of like social commentary and like existential reflections on modern life. And uh, their album Harmlessness is just a beautiful, perfect record. Go listen to it. You'll love it. I shall. Now our ear buddy selections. So many, we whittled it down to six because otherwise we'd be here for three hours and nobody wants a three hour long show. Oh, well, actually, if you speak people for yourself, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see do, do this for three hours one day. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd have to get like a, a fidget spinner. Yeah. It's, it's like, I gotta do something. Um, the first ear buddy is Patrick, who brought LL Cool J pink cookies in a plastic bag getting crushed by buildings. I'm like your uncle, baby. The style of your beautiful face drives me crazy. What can we do? You're so heavy, young beast. She said you tried to play me like Big Daddy. I said, I know you tried. I called and requested for you to be manifested. She said, you know the same gang on my flavor unit, too. I said, you only knew the certain things I want to do to you. Rub you down with warm iced tea. Make you feel brand new, being instantly. Boogie down and check this production. Give me them lips, they look good for suction. You're jingling, you're from around the way. I like your earrings, two L's. But anyway, your granddaddy is here to spread cheer. Something nice and smooth with my tongue in your ear. Give me a snack, some salt, pepper on a burger. Ice cream, tea, or if you prefer the taste of honey, kid, right in my Caprian. That's the joint. They got the real clear CD. She said stars couldn't get me in a car. I don't know what type of man you are. You might know karate, do me and get away. I got a glimpse of your license. I don't know why I think of LL Cool J as some sort of wholesome dude, like my dad or something. I think sure. it's the dimples. Sure. And he just seems like even whenever he's, I'm thinking this means having sex. Oh, it's, I think the first line he's like kind of says, like it's one of those spoken intro things. I think he even says something about talk about making love or something like that. I was like, talk about making love, but it's like, it's like, pink cookies in a plastic bag and crushed by buildings. First of all, I don't know if I I like a vagina being talked about like that. Also, it's ew. It is some very strange imagery. Did LL Cool J do drugs? I'm sure he smoked weed. Um, In fact, uh, in in my research for this, I found that like the the title for this is supposedly just some nonsense. He said in the studio when he was like really, really high. And he's just like, man, like uh, somebody in the studio asked him what he was thinking about. And he's just like, man, I'm in outer space, man. I'm just thinking about pink cookies and plastic bags getting crushed by buildings. And then, yeah, he made this track and and gave that the title. Of course. And then just had it spoken in the back. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What is happening? And it's so weird. Was he in like, was he an actor? Oh, you know what it is? He was in Toys. Was he? Yes. He was also in uh, a movie called Deep Blue Sea about sharks. And I believe if if he's not the first person to get eaten, 
He's, he's, it's very early in yeah. the movie. He gets ate by that shark. I've got to assume I think of LL Cool J as so wholesome because of his role in <coughs> toys. That's got to be it. And I was like, I, I had mean, no idea. He never had any sort of like controversy, controversy or anything like that around him as far as I know. He's always been like a pretty wholesome dude. Um, he's always made classy hip hop. Uh, his <laughs> acting was okay. Deep Blue Sea was not that good. And, you know, his acting wasn't great in toys, but I enjoyed it as a small <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a, a nice dude and, you know, Mr. Yeah. Cool James, Mr. Ladies Love Cool James. <laughs> but still the weirdest metaphor for sex I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I definitely appreciated this because uh, bringing a little hip hop to the show, I never mind that. You know, yeah. we're, we're a pretty white show. So. We're pretty pasty over here. Yeah. Oh, well, they did do an NWA shout out, which is New World Authority. Yeah, there's, yeah, we're going to stick with that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's several shout outs to other like hip hop groups. I think he mentions a tribe called Quest. Yeah, and I he can't does. remember who else. Uh, Every single time I just here, remember cool. NWA because I was so wrong on what their name is. But <laughs> I'm still going to call them New World Authority. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. Yeah, let's just face it. Kendrick yeah Kendrick Lamar might might tweet us I think no I think he'll appreciate my rewriting of that yeah he'll appreciate your your restraint <laughs> yes or hate it I don't know sorry Kendrick the next one is Kristen and she brought the presence of the United States of America long Surprisingly, has a lot of hits. Yeah, they've been around for a very long time. People don't know. Yeah, and they're actually, we have a tendency or have had a tendency to put the white stripes on a lot Mm -hmm. for some reason. And this is a band that shows up on the show a lot. And I think that it's because I never remember that they actually had, like, they have a lot of listenable music that I just... I'm surprised by, and it reminds me of being a kid, and I think my sister or other people around me were playing this when I was 10, because it came out when I was 10, so I must have heard it a billion times. Oh, yeah, definitely. My, I actually, I remember hearing Peaches, one of their other songs, uh, and then whenever I was going through my my Weird Al phase, I definitely learned about Lump, because they have that song Gump, uh, which is one of my favorite Weird Al songs. But yeah, dude, uh, the presidency of the United States of America, definitely super underrated in the grand scheme of things. People do tend to forget about them. Do you think it's um, because of the pretentious name? Could be. I mean, maybe they kind of pigeonholed themselves with that. Being like the goofy band or something. Right, exactly. And they were definitely like a, a bunch of humorous dudes and uh, all their songs are very tongue in cheek. Um, I'm surprised. Like, I, uh, I know Kristen loves this band. I'm surprised she didn't submit one of the deeper cuts. <laughs> uh, I know there's a song called Kitty that is a, on on the same record. That's definitely one of my favorites that she played for me recently. It, please say that. It's, I mean, is it, it could have it could have been on the double entendres episode. Okay. We'll that way. <laughs> I was like, is it about a nice little cat? It, it is about that on one level for sure, <laughs> and you can totally appreciate it on that level. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I've always found them to be a unique band because uh, they are three piece, super powerful, super rocking to be a three piece, but they also sound very so poppy. Big. Yeah, and and they're very poppy sounding too. And like you said, they do sound pretty big. So I was trying to figure out what it was about that. And I found out that they tune really low. Uh, they tune like uh, one and a half steps below standard tuning. Oh, so it makes the sound fatter. Exactly. And uh, it's pretty well known that they also play unique instruments. Uh, they both, like the guitar player plays a three string guitar. It's, you know, he only puts three strings I on there. I was like, and does he know really that they're supposed to be six? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he know? I believe he knows. I mean, they can get even 12 strings going on. And then the bass player has a specially designed guitar that has two bass strings on it. So Just two. Two. Yeah. And so they're they're very stripped down in these ways, but because they tune down and because of their songwriting, they sound like a really thick, heavy rocking band. They've got the vocal harmonies and just a killer band. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned so much. Yeah, so I appreciate Kristen sending this one in. That's uh amazing. I hope that maybe this will light a fire under some people to go and listen to Presidents of the United States of America. I think I'm gonna have to like go back and like find those deep cuts because of course I've heard Peaches and you know, I've heard Lump because that was I, I swear that was like a number one hit. But it, I mean, yeah, like every single time I hear a song with them, I'm really I really like it. Yeah, you need to listen. You need to like go get this and go get that Third Eye Blind yeah, debut the record. Album I think those are the car. two that are going to just keep coming back until you uh, yeah. incorporate them into your life. I think I'm going to have to. Now, Matt S. brought Red Roses for a Blue Lady. Pretty birds get caught by cats, too. Terrible, terrible name. It's not good at all. I was just like, wow, I know I've been to a venue with this band. Oh, I yeah, know definitely. it. It's the it's the poster It's the poster child of like Metalcore in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, it's pretty much what everybody everybody's hometown metal band sounded like this. Yeah. Like, you can put it on, it sounds like this. And the the recordings on this, like the the actual performances, are not very good. They're pretty sloppy. So like, I'm very surprised that it made it onto the record label. Like, it's a pretty major label for hardcore that they were on. Maybe like, they got like the new guy, like the new person to scout it out, who didn't really know about music, and then they're like, "This band's gonna be big because it sounds like the e- other ones." Yeah, egad. <laughs> I, was I just mean. Like, it's just lowest common denominator. I was so glad you wrote down what you wrote down first because I was like, oh, God, I'm not the only person who's like, mm. 
yeah, it's they're they're not a great band, but I think uh, my buddy Matt, who sent this in, I think he knew what he was doing when he sent this in. <laughs> I really appreciate that the poster of this song that put it on YouTube. His name's Mitchell Manley. Oh yeah, he laid down some pretty sick burns. Yeah, I think he I think he said something about how uh, how he was surprised that this band thought this was you know worth saving for posterity and making sure that we should all be punished for the future. Yeah, I mean. Wow, future generations needed to hear this, Amy. Hmm. Yeah, you know that the, the video only has three views. Yeah, let's keep it that way. I'm probably Don't gonna. Post. I should go and delete it. <laughs> Wait, I mean, do you who, know Mitchell Manley? Who, whoever posted that should go and delete it. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, that was an experience. Um, <laughs> wow, is Matt from Jackson? He's not. He's from Pennsylvania, and uh, he's one of my best buds. And he's coming to visit next week, actually. Oh, he should go and visit Jackson and listen to this band live. Yeah, woof. <laughs> Ooh. Asia brought the hives. Some people know all too well how bad licorice or any candy, for that matter, can taste when having laid out in the sun too long. And I think I just ate too much. I thought I was good. I was long in the and didn't know what to do. licorice <laughs> not a fan i love well uh one of the early episodes of the show dakota came on to talk about how i love all the garbage candy at the bottom of the bag Ugh. i love the candy corn i love licorice i love swedish fish um you know those weird um peanut butter taffies and the orange and yeah. black love that shit oh my god <laughs> so, what's wrong with you Amy? did you like just not have the good stuff when you were a kid i did or? i did my favorite favorite is tootsie rolls tootsie rolls are also <laughs> I, I love tootsie rolls when i was a kid not so much later on i love them they don't taste like chocolate and they're like nothing that's normal yeah those are synthetic in every way i'm pretty sure yeah. but now i do use them to make fake poop at uh the school that's probably their only <laughs> Real use. You have to warm up in your hand. <laughs> so, I love the hives. I have I, never heard of them before. Really? They're I amazing. I can't believe you you missed out. Like I think if I played you their their first single that came out when we were in high school, you would I probably definitely know, know it. Yeah. They're I think they're from Sweden, and I've always thought that they were a lot like grittier and more raw than a lot of those garage rock revival bands that came out around the same time. Uh, the White Stripes and The Strokes. The and Killers. The Killers and yeah, all those sorts of bands, which I, I like those bands, especially The Strokes, you know, is a band that I came so to love good. a lot. But um, I've just always thought these guys were a lot more rocking and they have a, a little bit of a sense of humor in their in their songs too, which obviously this song title indicates. But even yeah. in their first video, they're all making silly faces and, <laughs> and just being super goofy in this like really bland white room with white suits. But they're just being so charismatic 
that it's just this very dynamic video. It's it's a great thing. I think it's because they. I think it comes across that they are enjoying the music they're making. Exactly. And I thought it was. Um, this almost has this evergreen feel to it that it could have come from an earlier era, mm-hmm. which I guess might be an homage. And- right. I mean, that's that's kind of the point of a lot of those bands, and that may be why I liked them even more is because they didn't try to really uh, go too far out of the the box of making this sort of retro music they, if they were going to be intentional about it, you know, they, they kept that retro sound, which I think is kind of neat. And, but it wasn't like a super engineered version of it. Right. Yeah. Like if <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is I think they got their sound from what they were working with and not by running it through a computer program. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it is, uh, you know, with the killers, you had a lot more, it was kind of that kind of revivalish thing going on, but definitely you could hear like they were messing around with production and stuff. So it was right, like exactly. super overproduced. And this this had the feeling of not being produced yeah, a they, ton. Yeah, they just let the rock and roll do the talking. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of overproduced music, but yeah, I sure. Was like I really enjoyed the fact that they were making something that sounded like it was from a different place and a different time, but they weren't trying too hard to do that yeah i mean it, it definitely sounds like this is a a sound and a and a feel that comes natural to them yeah. and i'm sure the the studio production reflects that yeah i think they did a good job i think it's really good and michael michael brought the orb the song is a huge ever-growing pulsing brain that rules from the center of the ultra world <laughs> It's a 20 minute song. It is a 20 minute song. It's a really long song. Mm-hmm. There's, um, it's like an audio collage because there's definitely like found sounds. I don't know. I mean, maybe the person went out and recorded all this, but there's songs like there's definitely samples from different songs. Yeah, they were songs definitely. And yeah. Maybe like some news. I don't, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, they, they were a band that they utilized a lot of like sampling and field recording and stuff like that. Um, I was never huge into house music, the, you know, boom tisk, boom tisk, <laughs> boots and pants, boots and pants. Uh, I feel like now you can just produce. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I was never super all into that, but the Orb is, is a band that I always thought was really unique. And, you know, they're kind of the pioneers of like the more ambient house music that's sort of chill and kind of the stuff that you listen to when you're coming down from the huge grip of drugs you just took last night. Or you're studying. I mean, sure, it could also be good studying music, but um, I believe this is a case. There's a another similarly long title, a band called Spaceman 3 put out an album called Taking Drugs to Make Music to Take Drugs to. 
And I think that I think they were honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think that this might be a case of some gentlemen that took drugs to make music to take drugs to. So they had a lot of coffee. Um, yeah, certainly there was some coffee involved. <laughs> also, probably some some pharmaceuticals of some sort. And um, the not so pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals. Sure. <laughs> um, I also appreciated that that Michael posted the Peel Sessions version of this. I don't know if you're familiar with John Peel. Yeah, not at all. He was a British uh, radio DJ. Um, very seminal, like taste maker. Any band worth their salt was on his show, and uh, pretty much any band that ever did Peel Sessions. Those versions of the songs are some of the best ones you'll hear. It's all really well produced, and um, you know it was kind of an honor to be asked to be on his show. So. Okay, I, I thought that maybe the DJ had to use the restroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But the, I mean, this is definitely something I could put on a playlist to study to because there's not a lot of stuff that's going to pull you away from focusing. And I tend not to try to listen to lyrics too hard and there's enough space between it. And then the, the samples that are used are so commonplace that almost becomes ambient music. So that's really cool to me. That's my thought. Now the final ear buddy is hard. (laughs) It's hard to decide. There's so many. Um, It was Jeremy. I can't remember which Jeremy. Jeremy S. Jeremy Scott. Jeremy S. Jeremy Scott. Um, He brought the Judy Bats down in the shacks where the satellite dishes grow. You drive me into town when I was down. Not one word spoken, no sound. Up from the valley crying out through the open space. Here, it's all white noise. The toys and the boys are buzzing on merry-go-round. City where the sky is dead and First of all, I love the visual of this title. Just, yeah, it, it's, it's very evocative for sure. Yeah, and you can almost like imagine the place where it is because we've we've been there. We've driven past that place. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm thinking of a very specific part of like Humboldt and and also like off of uh, exit 79 or mm-hmm. 78. There was an RV park. Yep. 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 <laughs> you know it's where exactly. It I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. Off of Highland. Is it Highland? Mm-hmm. No, Hollywood. It's the one. Or yeah, yeah, seventy eight yeah, is Hollywood. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it it definitely captures this feeling and somewhat like it's kind of hopeful, but not too hopeful. And like you know, you have a different last name. It's definitely like a lost love thing, and a breakup happened at some point. I'm, right. I'm thinking. Um, it's got this very early 90s feel. I don't know if it was made in the early 90s. Feel. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And it's got a really good sound for compared to what you'd normally hear on the radio during that time. It's a lot just better quality, better ear sound. It's like mouthfeel, ear sound. Yeah, it's an ear sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, um, 
I don't want to say saccharine because that has some negative connotations a lot of times, but it is a very sort of, like you said, bittersweet, yeah. um, you know, sort of a song. Uh, Jeremy's always bringing some of those deep cuts. Uh, this is definitely a gem. Found out this band is from Knoxville, which is an Woo! interesting tidbit for us Tennessee folks. Yeah, they actually probably have a bunch of those shacks with the uh, satellite. Oh, yeah, definitely growing. down yeah. there in Knoxville. Or up there, up and to the right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, definitely the sound of the song sort of uh, betrays the time period. I believe this album was released in 1992. Oh, it sounds so much better than a lot of music from 1992. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I would say, you know, some of their peers were like Gin Blossoms and some of those other sort of bands, but they're definitely doing it a lot better than a lot of their peers were. And uh, I know that you can probably hear some of the sounds of like Third Eye Blind probably drew a lot of influence from this. Um, I don't know if you remember Deep Blue Something. Yes. They had that song <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. For whatever reason, some of the vocals in this song reminded me of that band for whatever reason. Which so, one came first? I would say this came first. I think I think Deep Blue Something was probably a few years after this. I think their hit was in 95 or 96. I don't know. Maybe. I just remember the whole year was just this song. Yeah, it's a lot of this and like uh, the Rembrandts who are, I think they did the... Um, or is it the Rembrandts or the Replacement? Or not the Replacement, the Refreshments, who did the theme uh, for Friends. Oh, I, I think it's the Rembrandts, but don't, don't want me that. I haven't watched that much Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Rembrandts, I believe, is right. And so I think that's another, I don't know if they have a whole bunch of other music, but it also kind of has that sound they probably tried to rip off and, and over-popify. Yeah, I think that this one kind of like... like this we're doing. Yeah, I think this kind of wins out, that, though, just in theme. Oh yeah, for sure. This is a this is a really good song and like is definitely unique among bands that tried to rip this sound. Yeah. They so. did such a good job. It just it feels like something that's newer than what what 92. Right. Can't yeah. believe that. Also we're getting old. Yeah, that's this is true. <laughs> it's like, Let's forget about that for a little while. <laughs> oh, but that was our final one. We did get feedback mostly cuz we put the poll out. Right. <laughs> and Guys, thank you so much for putting up with the sound of last week's show. Sorry, I tried to fix it. It didn't work out. But y'all still voted in the poll. Yay. And everyone involved won. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I think you came in second. I think I did. Yes. With like three votes. And yes. then Craig came in last with no, maybe... No votes. He could have voted for himself. Craig, you should have voted for yourself. Yeah. But I, it was a really... I, that, that episode is really good despite yeah. the sound issues and uh, yeah i mean the, the most important <laughs> thing was for you to hear me being really smart about how great of music i listen to uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's that that came across i believe yeah i believe we got that how how good of a person i am and how yeah. great my music how taste great is. your taste is right. and how you do have the second most superior because <laughs> right. everyone involved one <laughs> yeah no uh craig's submissions were fantastic and i've i've been listening to kitten Oh yeah, uh, I, and I've got uh, Johnny Foreigner on the on deck to be explored. It's on the rotation. Yeah, kitten kitten definitely has some hit or miss stuff, but some of the other songs they have are also really really good. Cool. I look forward to digging into the Johnny Foreigner as well. Yay! I said it, or everyone involved one. This it's is true. So great. Now the Twitter, um, the show is at Ian Pod. If you want to tweet at us, I would love just some Twitter gifs this week. Let's just do fun Twitter gifs. It's gonna be fun. It's pronounced gifts. Mm. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to troll you for five okay. seconds. I'm sorry. 
I'm at Madam Wallite on Twitter and I'm at Pow I Gotcha on the Twitter and the Facebook. Yeah, and Facebook. That's uh, Facebook's the easier way to find me. I, but if you direct tweet me, I'll probably find out about it. Yeah, eventually, in a week yeah. or two. Yeah, maybe. Now, of course, we keep talking about the thread where all this music was happening. That's the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on Facebook. We let everyone in who's not a bot and. Seriously, the playlists in there are amazing. Yeah, it's getting better and better all the time. Just the more people we can rope in to make submissions, the more we can learn and get your get your name said on the podcast, and we'll talk about how great your songs are and, and how great. Except for Michael uh, Matt S. Yeah, his like, yeah his, but he he knew we were gonna he knew, <laughs> he knew we were gonna dunk all doing. over that. He totally knew what he was doing. Uh, the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or... 731-400-2837. All right. And the email is endpod at gmail.com. That is where you can go ahead and send in your themes or whatever. Just send us something. I don't know. I mean anything. It's all right. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, com is our website where we have our show picture and generally everything links back to it. And um, we're part of the 10710 Network. So, now the final song. (laughs) (laughs) I dare you to attempt to pronounce this. I tried this. Now I have to, like, zoom in because this is a really long thing. Uh, So, this is actually Metal Johnny's selection. And it's... Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. That's the band names. And this is a shortened version of the song name, which is Da Pitanayu Absuzerolumpesnini. It's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. I tried. So, yeah, they, they go by Exemperitus. Exemperitus for short. But according to my research, it's like intentionally unpronounceable mishmash of like ancient demonic names and occult power words and weird archaic languages. So, good luck trying to get through their, yeah, and, their catalog. Uh, and uh, But Metal Johnny. Metal God. Johnny knows all the good shit, man. I, I love that he's getting involved. It's, it's so insane. good. This was a perfect... A perfect submission. My only comment on it is, it is metal. And I also appreciate that this is the final song, the one that our listeners get to listen to all the way through if they choose to. Yes. So Stay strong, y'all. Stay dude, strong. You can do it. I love putting this on our listeners. I hope they actually listen to it. You should. It's actually pretty And I don't know. I don't know if you want to keep it a, a a hidden secret but there's always neat little uh <laughs> neat little bits at the very end so if you do listen to the whole song you get to hear little clips little outtakes and crazy uh yeah. sound bites that amy will throw in at the end of each episode i get to have a lot of fun i love those by the way so <laughs> i wanted to make sure that I, I, I that other people kind of know about that because it's a little it's a little treat yeah i, I can't even little, remember what uh, it was last easter egg that i appreciate i know last week i was highly amused by something uh, last week it was it was where you had cut out Craig saying, if you can marry into money, you should do it. <laughs> yes, that's what uh, I want. I know that there's an outtake of me singing Circle of Life. Yes, there um, is. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some of the other. There's always, And if it's not an outtake from the episode, it's a, a fun little sound bite. So. Yeah, it might be Chris saying, I like pancakes. Yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you so much. This is a great episode. And thanks, thanks again, Mitchell. Yay.
he gets ate by that shark. 